And now for a taste of things to come. A great slam and then stop. It's on. It's time for the new Game On podcast. We're celebrating our favorite games. Falcon Punch! Mamma mia! Finish him! It's a little bit of the old. You're good, but I'm better. A little bit of the new. I am assuming direct control. And everything in between. But enough talk! How about you? Let's get things started. Get more from your gaming habit with Jeff Johnson. Game on! Game on! Game on! And we're back. It's been a while. It has been a long while. I'm Jeff Johnson, the host for Game On, your YouTube channel host for Game On GNT. Also, JJ plays everything. And of course, many times we've tried to accomplish a podcast. I know we've done this before. We even took a break and did a hockey podcast for a while, which actually did really well. We're going back to that hockey podcast later on for sure. But here's the deal. We're coming back with the new Game On podcast. Kind of like the new Super Mario Brothers Wii, only hopefully we're up there. Hopefully we're up to that level of caliber. <laughs> I hope I don't want to say we're the disappointing new one, but there we go. It's the new Game On podcast. Anyway, let's talk about what we're doing here today. So, let's face it, we've had plenty of downtime. We have had plenty of time for gaming lately. Just with this whole new COVID-19 coronavirus world we're all experiencing. The big thing is right now is I have more time than I know what to do with. This is unheard of for me. I remember the biggest issues I had with trying to do this podcast, trying to do anything game on GNT or YouTube related was just having the time to do it. Just having the time to sort of plunk down and actually dedicate to putting together regular content on this channel, regular content on Spreaker. After a while, it just kind of gets maddening just trying to get so much going on the different social medias at any time, especially, you know, with taking care of the kids, doing your own job, balancing a work-life schedule with the missus, that sort of thing. But here's the deal. COVID-19, as much of a tragedy as this whole situation is, because let's face it, we're going to be dealing with the after effects of COVID-19 and let's face it, the continuing effects of COVID-19 for years to come. But one thing I can hope that we can all gain from this is an opportunity to sort of rekindle our passions, an opportunity to sort of reconnect with things that we love to do and have the opportunity to actually do them. I have more time with my family, more time with my wife than I've ever had before and honestly, more time for myself as well. So I'm hoping to sort of capitalize on that. And hence, that's why I'm trying to tackle podcasting again. I promised you when the opportunity presented itself properly, I would go for this again. And that's what I'm doing right here. So anyway, what I'm looking at doing right now is just talking about some of the games that I've been tackling lately. And bear in mind, not all of the games that I play are the newest titles that have come out. I mean, let's face it, I'm not entirely made of money, so trying to drop like 80 or $90 on whatever brand new game comes out, not usually up my alley. I do get an opportunity to play a lot of the games that are immediately released with Xbox Game Pass, and my backlog of games is absolutely enormous. So based on that, 
there should be plenty that I can sort of grab from and play and talk about as we go ahead. I do get opportunities to play the different demos that come out along the way. So for today's episode, I've got about four different games I want to talk to you about. Firewatch. I I finally got a chance to tackle that one again, so we're going to be going back and looking at that. Also, I got a chance to play the Resident Evil 3 demo. Nemesis scared the crap out of me. We're going to be talking a little bit about that later on. The Moving Out demo. That game is coming up. That game comes out next month. And I got to say, this game is going to be incredibly addicting. It's perfect for that couch co-op thing. And I'm going to go more in depth on that when we get down to it in our discussion on the Moving Out demo. And last but not least, the uh, game I got a chance to finally give a go, Fantasy Star Online 2. I played Fantasy Star back on the Dreamcast. Fantasy Star Online back on the Dreamcast. I played Fantasy Star Online when it was on the PS2. And here I am. Fantasy Star Online 2. We're finally getting a chance to play it. And I'm going to talk to you about the experience I've had so far. So we'll be coming back to that. Next thing up will be our talk on Firewatch. And that's coming up very soon. This is Morbo with the newscaster. Today's forecast, Doom! Unless you're listening to Game On. The new Game On podcast continues. Here's Jeff. And you're listening to Game On on Game On GNT YouTube channel. You can also find us on Spreaker. That's where I post all my podcasts. And this is it, the new Game On podcast. So, like I was mentioning, I finally got a chance to tackle Firewatch. So this is one of those games that I've had in my collection for a number of years now, and I've always heard the hype, I always heard the good things about it, and I knew this was a game that I wanted to play and tackle at some point down the line. So here I am, this free time finally mine again, and I decided I'm just going to start grabbing different games and giving them a go, and the one that sort of popped up for me was Firewatch. I knew it wasn't a long game. I knew it wasn't going to be one of those games that I had to dump like 30, 40, 60 hours into. I mean, I've got more than enough RPGs to do that. But this is a game that had been sitting there for a long time, and I wanted to give a go. So in case you don't know what Firewatch is, you play a newly hired forest ranger. Uh, Your job is to sort of watch and make sure everything in your area goes According to plan, goes the way things are supposed to when you're in the middle of the woods. So in other words, no fires, no breaking those uh, provincial park rules. Well, I guess in the States, it would be more so state park rules. But looking at that, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so you're playing as a park ranger. How well is this going to go? Well, I remember watching the E3 demo for this thing years and years back, and I was just captivated by just this sort of talking relationship you have over the intercom system that you have, the walkie-talkies that you carry with you. And playing the game, it lived up to expectations. Doing some research on this, I found out that The people who made this game, there was a lot of connections to sort of the Telltale system back in the day. And so that's where you see all those sort of multiple choice options popping up as you're playing to sort of affect how your relationship develops with the characters that are in this game. And I'll be honest, there is not many characters in this game at all. There's probably a total of five. There are 
characters who are talked about who are never actually seen, but there's about five characters who pop up over the course of the game that you actually get to see and then sort of interact with and only a couple that you actually get to talk with, though. So looking at this game, going into it, it starts out almost perfectly. So you start this new job, you get into this discussion with the girl in the other tower and immediately there's this notice of smoke coming from the lake nearby you go down to try and deal with it and of course you run into some skinny dipping teenagers because it wouldn't be a u.s state park without skinny dipping teenagers involved somehow in this drama and i want to stress right now this game definitely has a lot of drama There's break-ins that happen over the course of the game. There is people sort of following you as you go through your motions in this game. There is a lot of dramatic tension, and it's the voice acting that sells it throughout the entirety of this game. I always praise a good voice actor. We've interviewed more than enough of them over the years with the course of the channel. You might not be able to see all of those interviews, but if you go back to our previous podcasts, looking at the original Game On podcast, there are endless interviews with voice actors that we have there. And like I said, I praise voice actors for the work that they do because it really adds to a story. It really adds to what is going on over the course of the game. And so... Looking at that, you've got two fantastic voice actors who are involved here. From what I understand, the main character, you you play a guy named Henry. He is voiced by one of the actors from Mad Men, which that's awesome. That is really cool to see because that's, you know, high pedigree for this indie project. And the uh, the woman who's on the intercom with you, I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. I'm drawing a blank on her voice actor's name as well. She's fantastic. The range of emotions, the fact that she sort of keeps this story going and keeps it interesting, it's amazing to see. I definitely recommend Firewatch. You're only going to need about four or five hours to play this game, but it's definitely worth your time. Give it a try. It is definitely worth it. If you haven't played it already, I guarantee you've probably played it already because I'm very late to the game on this one. But yes, If you haven't played Firewatch, if you're sitting on the fence, you need to play this game. Now, I'll tell you for a game you probably haven't played yet, we're going into demo territory. So when we come back, we're going to look at the uh, Resident Evil 3 demo, and we're going to look at the Moving Out demo. Two completely polar opposite games, but we're looking at them when we come back. This is Game On. I am Jeff Johnson, the host of Game On. Let's have some fun with our gaming habits. You're listening to Game On. Tremble in fear at our three different kinds of ships. You're listening to the new Game On podcast. Now back to the couch with Jeff Johnson. And you're listening to the new Game On podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson. I have been the host of Game On GNT now for, God, eight years. So we started back in 2012. That was back when we were part of the Game & Train website. Uh, back then, we were your best source for gaming news and talk. I can't say we're the best source of anything right now. But hey, I'm talking video games. This is one of those unifying factors, because I know with the whole COVID-19 situation going on, we are all playing video games right now or watching TV, or getting caught up to date on some of our passion projects. And I'm also getting a chance to try a lot of new games, so let's talk about demos. Got a chance to play a couple of demos recently. Uh, The demos I'm talking about today 
are the Resident Evil 3 demo and the Moving Out demo. Two polar opposites that we're dealing with here. One frightening beyond belief. The other one hilarious and you won't want to put it down because it's just great. Thankfully, the terrifying one is Resident Evil 3. I know we've had some issues with Resident Evil games in the past, but this one is definitely picking up right where the Resident Evil 2 remake left off. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, from what I've played of this demo, is great. It is a lot of fun. There is very much similarities to what it was back when it first released on the PlayStation. And I loved Resident Evil 3 Nemesis on the PlayStation. That was a game I played constantly. I remember I beat the entire game. I played the extra content, you know, with the mercenaries and everything. I loved just, you know, running into Nemesis at every possible opportunity and just trying to survive that. But this is a completely different beast. So I start this thing up, and it's been a while since I played a Resident Evil game. The last one I played was Resident Evil 4, which I'm sorry to say that because, I mean, I own Resident Evil 5. I own Resident Evil 6. I never bought 7. I bought the Resident Evil 2 remake because it looks fantastic. I just, the problem with any of those games is, you know, I've got young children in the house, and they like to stay awake a lot. So my opportunity to actually play those games, kind of slim to none. Plus, I work early morning shifts. So when I put them to sleep, typically I'm either non-functional or within hours I'm going to sleep myself. So the time to play the games is at a premium when I'm doing my work. That's not an issue right now. So let's talk about what's going on here. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. So right off the bat, I've learned I'm very rusty at this. Uh, aiming is important because you need to get a couple of good headshots on to kill those zombies. But I think more importantly here, there is so many zombies in this demo, in this main area, which I think is going to translate into the actual game. You don't want to shoot all of them. You want to, the focus here is to avoid. And at one point I just sort of switched to the knife to just see how long it would take me to kill a zombie. I couldn't do it before dying. So yeah, that's not exactly an option here. Bullets seem to be your friend, but bullets are at a premium and you need to survive this. Plus, I mean, you want to conserve that more heavy ammo because about 20 minutes into this demo after exploring the sort of uh, main subway area and getting scared to death by a zombie suddenly popping up behind me. I walk out the door and there's Nemesis making tentacle monster zombies and ready to just destroy me, which the first time I gave it a go, he did. Like within minutes, I'm trying to avoid this guy and like he's he's running, he's walking around like he knows and uh, he's got the, the tentacle going on. Like, basically, you can shoot that tentacle and pull you in towards him. And it is nuts. It is like, also, I, I have to give my kudos to the design team here because Nemesis looks as frightening as ever. The old Nemesis just looked really cool. It's one of those things where it's almost like, you know, the horror movie monster you want to root for. That's Nemesis. This Nemesis looks terrifying. 
it almost looks like the skin is coming off of his face. Like, he's still got the same sort of design as Nemesis used to, but it's the new graphics and the new way they designed him that makes him just look creepy and off-putting and, yes, terrifying. I will go with terrifying on this. So anyway, I died the first time I run into him. Next time, I like I give it another go. At this point, I've conserved the shotgun ammo. I'm going for it again. And like I try to get around him on that sort of staircase there as he's trying to make his way up to me. I empty a couple of shots into him and keep going. Get up to the area where there's this sort of gated area to lead to a, a fire that's going on. And before I got there, he used his tentacle again to pull me in. But right after that, I fired at something that was near him, not intentionally. I meant to hit him and sort of hit off to the right side, and it exploded and knocked him down. And so I keep going on and like get to the sort of objective of the demo to put out the fire that is beside this fire extinguisher. And so fire goes out. I keep walking along. Nemesis bursts through the wall again, making me jump like... I always have to laugh because whenever I'm playing a horror game, it seems that my wife is nearby. Uh, Shayla is nearby watching me play. Well, not so much watching me play, but doing her own thing and listening and laughing at me. Because in our house, I am the horror movie guy. Anytime you put a horror movie on, I am the one who can do it completely steely, not affected whatsoever, completely fine. And then you put a horror game in front of me and I just metamorphose into like a sissy girl. Like I, oh my God, I I, I just, I, uh, horror games do it to me every time because for me, I'm put into the driving seat of the person being chased by the monster. That's, that's how it works for me. So anyway, Nemesis bursts through the wall, scares the crap out of me. Demo ends. Well done, Capcom. You did it great. I'm looking forward to playing this game. It, it looks great. So that's Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Terror. Lots of terror there. And I realize this seg- segment is actually going kind of long. So we're going to split it up a little bit. I just talked about Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. When we come back, we're going to talk about the moving out demo. Uh, moving out demos are our next topic. So this is the new game on podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Duke Nukem. When I'm not out saving the universe from mutant petty wastes, I'm listening to Game On. Game On, your new favorite podcast on today's drive to work. Mamma mia! We set high standards here. Here's Jeff. Thank you again for listening. I'm Jeff Johnson. I'm the host of the new Game On podcast. Let's talk about the moving out demo. And here's the thing. I cannot stand Overcooked. I love playing Overcooked. But I cannot stand Overcooked. You might be wondering why I'm bringing this up. Because I get that kind of vibe from Moving Out. I saw the trailers for this thing. I watched sort of the intros to it. And I was thinking to myself, this is just Overcooked. But instead of cooking, we're moving people. It looked absolutely hilarious from all the trailers and videos I had seen of it. So I thought to myself, you know what? I got to give this game a go. Let's fire up that demo. It's available now. Let's play this sucker. So at first I was playing it solo, and eventually uh, Shayla joined in with me to play, and it lives up to its expectations completely. Holy cow, this game is hilarious. So I was saying before about Overcooked. Overcooked is a game that I don't want to put it down, 
but it makes me absolutely mad to have to play it. I remember there was a recording we did on the channel, like we were doing the husband and wife feature. And I mean, this segment actually never aired because I could not air it because it looked terrible for me to air this. But I got so mad, so mad at playing Overcooked. I just could not speak. I was just fuming mad because it was not working for me. And I was just getting pissed off at this game. And so, like, I mean, obviously, we don't show video here. Like, we like we don't show video of us playing the game. We just show you gameplay footage and, you know, us talking over it. So it was just the gameplay footage and no talking going on for an entire round of this game. So four or five minutes. Because I was just so mad at this thing. That was overcooked. I don't get that vibe from moving out, though. So trying the levels that we got, I mean, there was the initial level, which is a traditional house, and then there was also the haunted house, and then there was this Frogger-style level where you had to cross traffic, and then you had to cross over a river with logs and crocodiles across it and just to get to the moving van. First off, who hired these guys? And if you ever did, God, you're not going to get your stuff in one piece. Because, I mean, that first level I tried, and I'm knocking down fences everywhere. I broke doors down. I jumped through windows. Like, the house was demolished, basically. But at least all the stuff they wanted moved was into the moving truck. Although, the funny thing I found was, like, I was trying to move this TV in. And I think one of my favorite things about it is when you're moving one of the plugged-in items and you start pulling it along and the the cord gets super tight and snaps back like a rubber band. It's, just, it's one of those things that it just looks hilarious to see and it feels good to play. It, it feels really good to play it. It's fun. It, this game is a lot of fun. And even in two-player, it makes it even better because trying to coordinate with somebody else on moving a couch or a bed or something like that, and I'm thinking to myself the whole time I'm trying to move this because obviously you're both controlling it a different way. So any movement you do affects the other person. And I'm thinking to myself, pivot! Pivot the couch! We gotta get it out! Oh, God, it, it was just ridiculous. Especially when, like, there's ramps going up into the truck as well. And, like, I put a TV towards the edge of that. And then the TV starts rolling down. And I'm thinking to myself, no, 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 no. But, of course, you know, TV can break. You can put it right back in. Everything's okay. When you beat the levels in this game, that's when you learn what the bonus objectives were as well. So it sort of gives more incentive to do the level again, which I really like that aspect of it. So it's fun. Moving Out is a really great couch co-op game. It's a four-player game. I only played with two players and it was still a riot. So I can only imagine how good a four-player version of it would be. Right now, the demo's available. So get out there and give it a try. But that's my thoughts on that one. That's Moving Out. Uh, when we come back this time, I want to talk about another new game that came out. And good news, it's free. Well, I mean, you can pay money for this one, but... No, it's free. I'm going with the free version. When we come back next time, we're going to talk about Fantasy Star Online 2. This is the New Game On Podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson. Hey, this is David Hayter. I'm the voice of Solid Snake. 
and you're watching Game On. So pay some damn attention. You're listening to the new Game On Podcast with Jeff Johnson. And here we go. It is the new Game On Podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson. I want to talk about a series that I've had a lot of history with, a lot of fun playing. Uh, We're going all the way back to the Sega Dreamcast on this one. And I realize for some people that's not as far back as their collection goes. Help, my collection started back with, you know, Atari and Nintendo. But we're going back to the Dreamcast on this one. And I'm looking at Fantasy Star Online. I finally got a chance to play Fantasy Star Online 2. It's available now on Xbox One. Uh, I've signed into it for free because... Free is good. I will always jump on something if it's free because why not? It's fun to play as long as there's nothing sort of grabbing me immediately and requiring that I pay extra money when I don't want to. I'm good. And even then, I mean, if I like the game, sure, I'll shell out some money. I mean, look how much money we all paid for Pokemon Go, which in my case was a lot. A lot. But yeah, that's not the focus right now. Let's go back to the Dreamcast days. Fantasy Star Online. To me, I was looking at this thing and I'm like, this is going to be a wicked RPG. I didn't have an internet connection back then. I mean, I don't know how many people actually did in those days. But yeah, I basically was playing that solo. I would go through the levels. I actually got to the final boss of that game and it it stuck with me. It has stuck with me ever since. For me, it was black armor, red eyes. There we go. And so... Back then it was great. I was hoping that I'd get a similar experience here with Fantasy Star Online 2. And as soon as I signed in, here's the opportunity to make these characters. There's that robot character again. So I immediately go about making my black armored, my red eyes, like red sort of emblems going on. It's there. I named him Graft because that is the only name I name my sort of black armored guys. It is, it goes back to my writing days. Graft is one of the characters. One day I'm going to share all these stories with you, but Graft is one of the villains of the stories. This goes back to the New World days, Steve. You know what I'm talking about. So, made Graft again. Started playing Fantasy Star Online 2. They give you a tutorial mission to give a try. And the game moves quick. It moves really quick. The characters' attacks feel good. Like, it's not like when you play a game and it feels awkward, you know, in an action RPG sort of thing. Like, it's an awkward swing or you know you're going to miss. Like, there's big, wide-ranging attacks. For me, I always go sort of the broadsword-style character. Just sort of run in and start hacking and slashing. There's a number of different options you can take in this game for just different character styles. Like, you can do the magic character. You can do the gun character. I believe there's also, like, a ranger-style character, which is a mix of different moves. But I always go sort of the broadsword-heavy, let's start hacking and slashing and make our way through. So I do the initial uh, tutorial mission. I get to the boss fight, and it looks great. It it looks really great. And I'm happy that we finally get an opportunity to play this over here in the West. Because Fantasy Star Online 2, I never thought it was actually going to get over here. And then it did. And I'm, I'm happy it's here. I'm very happy to play this. Now, I would tell you more about the game. 
Like I did play that initial tutorial mission and then I played a second mission that popped up immediately after that where basically the evil monster characters show up and it wasn't supposed to happen, but here they are in this area and now we got to fight them with the support of a really powerful guild member and beat that. And then we get back to the sort of main ship where we accept all of our missions and that's where I'm at because I told myself, okay, I'm going to come back to this. I will save right now and come back to it in a little bit. Next time I tried to log in, server was down for maintenance. Next time I tried to log in, internet wasn't working. I don't think a lot of this is the fault of Fantasy Star Online 2. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact of so many people are using the internet right now. People are using the internet all over the place because what else can we do when we're stuck inside all the time? We're in a COVID-19 world right now. Coronavirus is forcing all of us to just sort of stay at home and do whatever we want. And in a lot of cases, that involves using a lot of bandwidth on the internet, either playing online games, watching movies on Netflix or Disney Plus or Crave TV or Funimation Now or NBC All Access or even the WWE Network. We're all going online. We are all using up this bandwidth. And in this case, it made it so I couldn't play any more Fantasy Star Online 2. So... I am going to keep playing this game. The initial tutorial mission, the building of the character was great, and I'm hoping for more opportunity to play this as we go. And if I get more good time in this, I'll be talking about it again in a later episode. But that's my thoughts on where I'm at. Uh, maybe you can actually tell me, if you've had more experience with Fantasy Star Online 2, why don't you tell me how it is beyond those initial missions? Uh, tell me how you're enjoying it. Uh, you can make the comments on the YouTube video. You can always make comments to us on Facebook and Twitter. I want to know. Fantasy Star Online too. Give me your thoughts. So that's all the games I've got to talk to you about this week. I do want to talk to you about one other thing I'm doing, and it's a way I'm sort of trying to keep myself busy over the course of this whole COVID-19 thing, keep myself and my family busy. And we'll talk a little bit about that in our next part of the new game on podcast i'm jeff johnson thanks for listening you know what they say when life hands you lemons do a barrel roll and when you want to know about your favorite games listen to game on with jeff johnson it's all about the game and how you play it all about control if you can take it you're listening to game on with jeff johnson and this is it the new game on podcast i'm jeff johnson and we're not aiming high here I know in the past, in past podcasts, like back when we were affiliated with the Game & Train website, back when we were making money on YouTube, we always sort of called ourselves your best source for gaming news and talk. I honestly don't come into this with, you know, as high of opinion of us at this point. I mean, we're just starting out again, basically fresh. So, I mean, I think the best way to put it is we love gaming. This is our gaming habit. Let's share, enjoy, and talk about it together. So the new Game On podcast is here, and part of that, what I want to talk about this week is, I know you guys are trapped indoors. 
you've got to deal with the whole COVID-19 coronavirus thing as much as I do. And I've been trying to find ways to keep the kids interested, trying to keep them busy and entertained over the course of this. Because let's face it, if it's tough on us as adults to be sort of stuck in one place, and I know for gamers, it's a lot easier than a lot of people give it the time of day for. Because, I mean, just throw on whatever game you want. You've got all the time in the world right now. But for kids, it's not as simple as that. I mean... There's a lot of nervous energy in these little ones, and uh, my kids have been playing some games as well, like video games, board games. I'm going to actually be playing some Amazing Tales with them, the sort of uh, kid version of Dungeons and Dragons. So I'll be doing that with them quite a bit over the next little bit. And basically, I've just been coming up ways with ways to do things with them. Some of that has involved science experiments. Uh, Last week, I was doing that sort of ivory soap bar challenge with them, you know, where you throw in a bar of ivory soap in the microwave and cook it, and all of a sudden, it just sort of bursts into, like, a whole bunch of flakes of soap, which you can sort of then play with malleable, like, Play-Doh, which is a lot of fun. This week, we're also doing some uh, fun stuff with Mentos and pop bottles, (laughs) so it's kind of fun there. But one thing I've sort of revived just for this is the old Game On Challenge. Uh, We used to call this the uh, Challenge of the Week, basically promising to do a Challenge of the Week every single week as we continued on. (laughs) Me trying to do content every single week. Go figure, right? (laughs) I kind of laugh at myself for trying to do that before because, dear God, I didn't have time for that. Basically, what I've done here, we broke out the old hat that we used to sort of draw Game On Challenges. And we're just keeping it going. Whenever we feel like doing a challenge, we draw a new challenge and basically the kids get to do something and I get to do something and Shayla gets to do something. So this week, what we did was we drew the family choice challenge. And in this case, we all draw a name of a family member and that family member actually gets to choose what game we play. So in my case, I got to play a game that was picked by my little three-year-old daughter, Uh, She first picked Child of Eden because it looked nice. We quickly learned that Child of Eden is not that great of a game. I certainly didn't get into it. She definitely did not get into that game. You know, it starts sounding like a promising sort of RPG buildup at the beginning when they start talking about uh, just the history of the planet Earth, where things went, and basically trying to revive this girl onto a virtual network. And then it turns into a sort of an on-the-rail space shooter. And I'm sitting there thinking, what is going on? And I couldn't even imagine what little Sophie was thinking looking at this because there's no way she had a clue what was going on with this. So I told her, tell you what, Soph, you aren't liking this game. I'm not enjoying it that much. Why don't you pick a different game? We ended up playing Disney's Bolt for the Xbox 360. And honestly, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, I was having a lot of fun with it with her. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Bolt. I know I haven't. From what I understand from the game anyway, is you've got a super powered dog and your job is to find your owner's father who has been kidnapped by these bad guys. And naturally it devolved into me just sort of headbutting the bad guy ninja guys with my dog constantly or playing as the girl, you know, you basically got the sneaking sections like solid snake and you got this sort of cool wheelie bar matool thing that you can use to get from place to place for a kid. This is a great game. It 
it seems like a lot of fun. I mean, I played through the first three levels of it. And at that point, when I got to the third level, it seemed to start getting a little bit repetitive to me, just basically the way you have to sort of kill the enemies and everything like that. Well, in this game, you just sort of knock them out. You don't actually kill them, but that's beside the point. You're, you're, this is a Double Dragon style game. You're killing enemies. It's how it goes. Disney's Bolt was a lot of fun with Sophie. It was great times to be had. And I was really enjoying that. And for the other family members, they all got to try different games. Like uh, in the case of my daughter, my oldest daughter, Paige, her brother, Logan, picked Cars 2 for her for Sophie's choice of a game. I'm trying to remember exactly what she got to play, but uh, both her and Logan got to have their own game to play. For my wife, I picked uh, Red Dead Redemption because it's a great game and I know she hasn't played it. So... Yeah, I mean, we'll probably revisit this again next week. I'm sure there'll be another game on Challenge that'll happen. And I'll tell you all about it. Just like I told you about what games I played this time. Yeah, that about wraps it up for this week's episode. I'm hoping to do this on a weekly basis to get a chance to sort of talk with you about different games I played. If anything else comes up along the way, I will be glad to include that as well. And if anybody who knows me or is an old part of the game on team wants to join in or wants to do anything... Let's hook up over the phone. Let's talk about the games you're playing. In any case, I'm Jeff Johnson. This is the New Game On Podcast, and thank you once again for listening. You've been listening to the New Game On Podcast with Jeff Johnson. You can find more content from Game On on Facebook and on YouTube.com slash GameOnGNT. Honestly, this is the last time you'll see us for another few months, so hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.